0: Welcome to the P Primo Show. It is episode 104, and we are here with Vanessa Contreras, the owner and CEO of McCroskey Mattress Company. She's going to talk about how to win this year, and we might get into a couple of tips on how to shop for the market because I've had a lot of um, conversations with dealers about some tips on shopping for the market. So we'll get into that in a few minutes. Let me just pay the bills. If you haven't gotten my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? 101 Tips for Furniture and Mattress Store Owners to Sell Another Million Dollars or More this Year. And I want to give a shout out to my friends at the Mattress Industry Network Group. Thank you for sponsoring my show. We appreciate you. And uh, if you are in the mattress industry in any way, shape, or form, we want you to join The Mattress Industry Network Group. It is absolutely free. Over 1600 might be over 1700 by now. And if you want to learn how to help others build, market, sell and succeed in the mattress industry, join the Mattress Industry Network Group. You will find all kinds of people in here. You will find, uh, sales rep store owners like you. Uh, you will find, uh, owners of mattress companies, uh, VPs of sales. There are a lot of great people to connect with and it is run by retailers for the benefit of the entire industry. Join Mattress Industry Network Group today. Welcome, Vanessa. How are you today? I'm doing
1: awesome. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Congratulations. I would say El Presidente, but you're not. You're the owner and you're the CEO and that happened uh, last year. So congratulations. For those who aren't familiar with your story, could you take five or 10 minutes and just take us from the your first position in the industry to where you find yourself now? And then we'll kind of get into the show.
1: Yeah, actually quite interesting how I came into the industry. I was hired by McCroskey Mattress Company and business since 1899. Um, luxury mattress retailer here in San Francisco. I was hired as the as the VP of Human Resources. And I was in a company that didn't have handbooks and sort of did a bunch of stuff on the human resources side. Then for about seven years, I ran the manufacturing operations. We used to manufacture right here in San Francisco. Um, again, since 1899, ran the manufacturing operations, you know, continued to manufacture and <clears throat> manufacture the same quality products that we had for a long time in addition to doing some R&D and trying some new products. In 2018, we sold the manufacturing operations to Pleasant Mattress in Fresno. Um, they own the brand and they are now distributing the mattresses from McCroskey Mattress all through the United States and some other national accounts that they have. Um, at that time, I assumed the position of president. Um, well, Robin Azevedo, who is a third-generation owner of the company, started to step back. And then I was super lucky in 2021. Um, I was approached by the family and I was told by Robin that she was ready to sell the company and she wouldn't leave it to anyone but me. Um, so it was a great pleasure. I was honored to be given that opportunity by the family. And, um, you know, we started our success then, and ever since then, we've just grown the brand and grown what we do here, retailing in San Francisco since uh, 1901, I'm sorry. And um, so it's just been a really fun ride, and I'm excited for what we have in store in the future. So,
0: So, Vanessa, you start off in human resources, and then you go into manufacturing. What was that learning curve like?
1: You know, was it like all um, coming at you. It was. And and one of the things I'd have to say, I think that's a good tidbit for everybody. So let's go back to Mattress Industry Network on Facebook. Sure. I think what made me hugely successful on the manufacturing side, having no previous experience, was one, I'm a really strong operations person and I really understand retail and I understand customers, whether they're internal or external. Um but really, what it was was networking with people over the years. I I have a huge network of people in the mattress industry, and a shout out to each and every one of them, including you, Pete. I wouldn't be where I am today without all of the people that I've met along the way, people who have coached me on leadership, people who have coached me on networking, partnerships, um, dealing with vendors, and you know, all I did was take that and take it to the next level, and the best is yet to come.
0: So you said something that I really want to unpack because it's huge, Vanessa, and I don't want it to get lost. Understand retail and understand people and people are complicated. People, we have to have great relationships with all the people in our company. We have to have great relationships with our vendors. We have to have great relationships with our customers, and we have to seek to understand our customers. And every conversation, Vanessa, that I have with you, and I think this is kind of where we bonded, you're always putting yourself in the shoes of the customer and how this impacts the customer and what is the customer seeing and feeling when they walk into the store. And I think that grounding whether you're a promotional retailer whether you're a middle of the road retailer or a luxury retailer like you i think we have to be very cognizant of the messaging that goes out in advertising and then the experience that they get when they walk into the store and how those sync up because if they don't sync up we have problems and I just think that understanding people is where all success in any business starts. And it's significant that McCroskey's has been um, in business this long. And the other thing that struck me, you know, because of our relationship, I kind of walked through this with you at the time. Um, I mean, I almost cried when you told me that this company was offered to you, uh, exclusively. That there was nobody else that they wanted to sell the company to. It was just you. So my question to you, for all of those people today who feel like maybe they're struggling a little bit and they're not exactly in the right position that they want to be in, that they aspire to more leadership, they aspire to more responsibilities, they aspire to more income that is associated with those things. You started off as a VP of human resources, you went to manufacturing, you became the president, and now you're the CEO and owner of the company. What is your best advice to somebody who wants to improve themselves?
1: You know, the first thing that I would say is don't be afraid. If you get out there and you get into something, don't be afraid to fail because failure is success. Really, um, you know, nobody's perfect and you learn things as you go along the way. I think one of the things that makes me so successful is highlighting on what you spoke about, is that I really care about people. McCroskey wouldn't be successful if it worked for the employees we have, the vendors we have, the trade shows that we attend, the suppliers that we deal with. So here at McCroskey, under our culture, it's all about. We call them our customers, and our customers are our coworkers, workers, our customers are our partnerships and everything. But don't be afraid. Roll your sleeves up. Ask questions. When people offer you help, you know, don't be shy to take help from other people. and Be humble. I think that really you know, learning as much as you can is important, and I've failed many, many times. Um, I didn't do everything perfectly, but I think I'm pretty hard to think now. So this is what I heard. Don't be afraid
0: to fail. Be humble. And I'm going to add my word to it. Be teachable. Yes. I'm 62 years old. I seek every day to learn something from my dealers, to learn something from my uh, vendors, to learn anything that I can learn. I want to learn. I am a student of the industry. I will say this to you, whoever you are, whether you're Uh, a truck driver, uh, you're doing deliveries and you want to be a salesperson, you're a salesperson and you want to be a sales manager, you're a sales manager and you want to be a VP of sales, this is what I would say to you. Be hungry, be available, don't be afraid to fail, exactly what Vanessa said, but be teachable. Always be teachable. And if you are those things, you're going to win. And that is the topic of our conversation today. How to win this year. So when me and you were just talking the other day, you kind of started to share with me, Vanessa, your plans for this year. And you know what? It didn't involve going off to the corner and getting in the fetal position and praying and hoping that we're going to have business. It didn't, didn't include any of that. As a matter of fact, it literally took my breath away what you're planning, what you're doing. Share with
1: the world what is up. Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, I listen and follow everybody in the industry all the time. And I think that's where our conversation came from the other day is that everybody in the industry is we down and we're getting back to pre-COVID numbers and stuff like that. Well, we're the ones who can change that. And that's what we do here at La The entire industry is down. My average mattress price is about 7600 um, we don't have as many customers coming in the door as we used to, but we're really good at how we make them feel. And so um we have confidence as a sales team. We've done a bunch of things going into 2023 here that have positioned us to be in a good position. So where everybody may be down in sales, we're not quite up, our units are down, but we're working really hard to change the way people feel. And really what we did is... um. Something that's big for people out there that don't know, McCroskey had had been selling only McCroskey brand mattresses all the way up until 2019. When I took over in 2019, one of the things I did was, I think I knew that for a long time when I was working here, but I was like, you know, we're so in our own box. And there's so many great products here in our industry. How can we get some products that are going to align with our customers and start to meet some of the needs that our customers have in other categories? Some of those are comfort. Some of those are construction techniques. Some of those are um, the way that that we make people feel. Some of them are price. So we made a dedicated strategy and an effort to go out and mine new products um, for our floor. We will not get into the commodity market. It's not something that McCroskey is known for or something that we will do. We'll continue to be in the mid to high level luxury market. Um, so what I did is, you know, with my networks over, over the next couple of years, really met with a lot of vendors from all over the place, mattresses, merchandise, kind of looked at what would be good for us. So we diversified, um, Recently, within the last six months, we brought shipment on board. We're using 100% organic product that is made by bedding Industries of America and its harvest. We're doing a Chatham and Wells line for the lower cost customers. And um, that we get from Pleasant Mattress as well. And from Pleasant Mattress, they are the sole distributor for all of the McCroskey lines that we carry. We carry the original McCroskey line here, which is not normally sold in other places now that they've gone national. We also carry the modern lines and we also carry the AirFlex, which is a little bit lower model, but made with much different materials. So the first thing that has been really important to us is the diversification of our products. In addition to that, we've been in our building here since the early 1900s, around the corner of marketing golf. If you're from the West Coast, if you're from San Francisco, we have people, four, five, six generations that come into the store. And they remember jumping on a mattress that was actually right outside the door for our store. So we've got a lot of presence here in San Francisco. We sell all throughout Northern California. Rosky brand itself. We are exclusive in the territory for Northern California. Um, but what else we're doing this year that's exciting is we're actually going to go. Um, we're, I just signed a lease for Union Square, which is a very luxury, high-end area here in San Francisco. What are you doing?
0: What do you doing do do signing a lease in 2023, Vanessa? The sky <laughs> has fallen. What, what, have you lost
1: your mind? What's going on? I'm in it to win it. Uh, you know, I'm not, not going to to win it, right? And I if I'm going to sit over here and think that the people are going to come to me and I'm not going to go out there and continue to cultivate my customers and cultivate the, the business that we have, then I might as well crawl in the corner and get in the fetal position, like you said. <laughs> but I refuse to. So, um, that's we awesome. Are Congratulations. We're getting ready to get that. Oh, we're so excited. It is a beautiful building. Um, One of the things that we also do is we have a high, we, we do about 60% of our business is with the design, interior design industry here in San Francisco. And one of the things that's really cool about the place we got is it's a five-story building and all five floors above us are all interior designers and um, art collectors. So it really positions us to, you know, further, further delve ourselves into that industry. Um and grow our design business. Other than that, what we're looking for in doing that is, while this building that we're in is nostalgic and, you know, it's family-owned building. It's been here for a really long time. It's an amazing building. People, like I said, know it from younger years, but what we're looking for is luxury. And, you know, I go back, you said something really important in the beginning, um, Pete. Another thing about our culture is we make, it's the way we make people right? And so even though this building is nostalgic, our other building is going to give you pure vision of luxury. Um, One of the things, I'm I'm a little all over the place because I just get so excited when I think about plans. But one of the things that's interesting is we actually won't be moving until um, about August or September and this year. But in the meantime, you know, I'm getting ready to go to Las Vegas market next week. And part of that is diver- diversifying our products again. So going out there to see are there any products that I haven't seen that I may be interested in Been talking to a lot of partners and vendors for some of them three, four, five years and not really known if we're ever going to develop something. But I'm hoping on this time in developing those partnerships over the years that I'm going to find some nice new products. Primarily, I'm looking to upgrade my merchandise offerings that I have. And for the first time ever, I'm going to go ahead and expand into some furniture. So again, we want to be that shop where you can get everything that you need, where you feel good, where you come in when there's no hassle. Um, it's really, really, um, I share it with everybody and everybody thinks I'm crazy. But, you know, the thing that makes us really good is when we're interested and in interesting. We're interested in our vendors. We're interested in our partnerships. We're interested in our employees. We're interested in our customers. We're interested in their kids. And their family and what they're doing so oftentimes our conversations when they come into the store they stay here sometimes for an hour two hours it's not always about mattresses it's about you know what is your life like what do you do you know what what keeps you up at night and so we just want to be interested in what the customer has going on in their life we find out during that process whether you know it's a cost issue it's um there's so many things that we find out from there. I sit upstairs and I can actually hear the sales floor downstairs. And I get giddy because I hear our customers come in and they're going, I wanted to own this forever. Like my great grandparents had this at my house. And this is the mattress I want. And just to hear the delight in our customers is something that um I literally sit upstairs and blush. Right. Because that's that's what makes me feel good. We're really not about um. We're really not about high margins and high profits. we're about changing the way people sleep. We're about changing the way people sleep. and I think that's why we continue to be successful. We weathered on um, multiple um recessions and looks like we're about to get in one again, and we're gonna weather this one as well, yep,
0: yep okay. Jackie, what do you got here? Yes, agree that how you make people feel is a large part of the strategy and diversifying et cetera products without diluting quality. Absolutely. Thank you. Whoa, we've got them coming at us. Guy Danes, in life, you get got three simple choices give in, give up, or give it absolutely everything you got. Kyle Danes. I love like Kyle, that. you are the man. Thank you for your comment. And Steve Hauk, who uh Sponsors our show with Mattress Industry Network Group. Vanessa, since you are a high-end retailer, have you seen any shifts in the market? Where do you see the industry going into in 2023?
1: Well, you know what I see, and and I guess that's a little bit being in our old hands, is we really focus on the luxury market. So really, all of the detail on other retailers and products and things that our people are are doing. We stay in the luxury market, but I do follow the other people who have lower cost mattresses, etc. Um, I think that the industry will do good overall. I think that the manufacturers need to have some confidence that, you know, us retailers are not just going to roll over and let this slide. I mean, you know, there are retailers like us that are out there booking for that business. Um, I think that there's business for everybody. I, I will say, you know, one of the things I didn't want to be negative about anything when I came on here today, but one of the things that really frustrates me about our industry is all of the confusion. Mm. Um, there's just so much confusion over what, what is quality? Right. You get into a conversation over what is quality? Well, I've got customers that are sleeping on my beds and come back for their second generation bed after 40 years. That's quality. There's, mm-hmm. there's nothing in our store that we sell that we wouldn't sleep on ourselves. Um, And so I think the industry's got a lot going on. I think everybody needs to really hone into that experience. I think everybody needs to care about their customers. I think everybody needs to understand that sometimes you do have to make sacrifices in regards to the margins and the units and really get into your customers' heads and see how see what it is that makes them happy. I think that that will make us all successful.
0: That's, it's, this is unbelievable. We could make a master course in, uh, in, in retail and, um, from this. Something that when me and you are, we talk, Vanessa, that you often, I often hear you say is we were in a team meeting and the way that you say it to me makes me feel like, You are not the king or the queen of your business that you care deeply about what your teammates think and their input. And I have to think that the people that are working in that environment have to give more of themselves because if you're shaping what your company's becoming and you feel like you're part of it instead of just being dictated to, you're always going to give your best. Any thoughts on that?
1: Well, actually, the opportunity is there. The most critical part of my success is my team, right? My team is everything to me. They have great ideas. They don't always have great ideas, but we're willing to listen and we listen to them. They're out there on the front lines dealing with the customer every day. So we want to hear what are the concerns that are people, people are having? Why are people not buying? Um, We spend a lot of time as a team doing that. We spend a lot of time also cultivating with our team and their families, because if they're happy at home, we, you know, require them to take two weeks off every year, even if they don't want to. If they're happy and they're rested, then, then they perform really well. Our customer, our employees have such passion for the products that we sell. I mean, like I said, none of them would sell any of the products we had if they weren't willing to sleep on it on their own. Um, We've got all of my employees, really oddly enough, um, commute over two and a half hours one way to come to work here. And what that makes me know, and that, you know, that's just the flip side of the loyalty. So loyalty to those workers is one pay good. We have good benefits. We have good products. We have good feelings. When you come here to work, it's a no-pressure environment for you, for your customer, for the upper manager, or anybody that's here. So it's really a fun place to walk in during the day. And even though we've got homeless encampments sitting right outside our back window, and we're a luxury store here in San Francisco. Sometimes have to escort our, our customers in because of homelessness or, or things that are going out on the street. We are sincerely happy about what we do passion for the products that we sell. So there's a lesson in that,
0: and I want to unpack that because it's important. Um, a lot of retailers could go, Oh my gosh, I've got these homeless people. How do you expect me to do business? And you came up with a solution. The solution is we keep an eye on our front door and we escort our people in and make them feel comfortable even in a potentially uncomfortable situation, because we truly care. That's
1: huge. It is. It is. And they're no bother. I mean, if you hopelessness in San Francisco is a big thing, right? If you can't find it, you've got to learn to overcome it and still continue to do what you do every day. If you let that impede with your daily decision-making or the things that you're Trying to do to operate your business again—that's that's being afraid to step in, and you just have to step in and get into it and say, "Okay, that's a problem. How do I solve that?" And I, you know, really, the truth is, is I solve that with my team. Well, how do you feel when you come here? You feel safe when you get here in the morning. Let's change our hours so that you're out of here before dark at night. Um, you know, because we want them to be comfortable as well. Don't think it's the worst place in the world, but but it is. It, it is, is interesting.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna flip a little bit and I wanna get back to um if you're coaching somebody and somebody says to you, Vanessa, this is my very first Las Vegas market. What advice do you have for me? What would you say to them?
1: I um, mean, excuse me, I'm gonna laugh. The first thing I'd say is, you know, especially for the women out there, I mean, don't be afraid, put on some tennis shoes. Um, Because I know I've gone to market many times in the beginning and you want to look all cute and you want to have your shoes on and you're up and down elevators on 18 floors and three different buildings. I think it's eight, but three different buildings. So be comfortable, Um, be warm because inside the buildings, it's a little bit cold. Um, And then sometimes outside, it's a little chilly, especially at at winter market here. But I'm telling you, you know, when we go to market, we're going to look at new products. But what we're also going to do is we're going to intentionally go see every one of our vendors that work with us now and see them while we're at market. And the reason we do that is that it's not just your, you know, it's not just my buyers. It's not just my VP of sales. It's not just my accounting people or whoever that are out there at market. You've got the owner who's coming in and saying, we appreciate. What are are you doing with my team that we can make better? And here's what you're doing well that we really enjoy. So it's really a time for us where we can see everybody face to face. I think we have two vendors that won't be at market this year. um, So we won't do that. Then, you know, lots of friends that I've had over the years. So definitely meet up with some people that are really special to me that I only see during this time of year. But, but be intentional, make appointments, make schedules. Um, don't just land there and say, well, I'm going to go see all these people because it is quite an overwhelming experience. I think for me, it took me at least four markets to say, well, I got to do something differently. And really what I started doing then was scheduling appointments beforehand. I mean, I'm scheduling from morning to afternoon to what we're doing in the evening after that. And that just eases my stress because it is a lot of people. It is overwhelming when you're with your vendors. Ask tons of questions, but make sure that when you walk in that showroom, you're not just somebody who's browsing that pro- those products. Make sure that you're somebody they remember, right? Um, and I and I think that's why people continue to reach out to us because they just know we're a really good company to work with, and we care again about everybody that works within our network. So. We, we go out there and we thank them. I mean, sometimes we have some difficult discussions too, but there's so many opportunities, so many opportunities. I'm actually really excited for this month. You know,
0: those are great. And, and by the way, uh, those go for guys as well. Um, I'll be wearing dark black uh, tennis shoes, not wearing my my fancy shoes. That, you know, it's just... As much running around as I do, it, it gets ridiculous. So be comfortable and you don't have to dress for success, um, and get completely, uh, dolled up to the point you're not comfortable. Be, be comfortable because, and this is really important. Uh, every retailer, if you own a retail store and you're listening to this, I really want you to hear what Vanessa said very quickly. It's, it's huge. Ask for input. Ask for input. Sometimes we as vendors, we are a little timid in offering suggestions. If we don't know that you want them, if you want input, ask for input and, and you, you should get it. The other thing that Vanessa said that's really important, sometimes we have difficult conversations. And that's huge. Uh, the best conversations are usually the most difficult conversations. And the ones that lead to growth are usually difficult. And sometimes companies just aren't a fit. And we walk away and we go in a different direction. And Nobody likes that or wants that. Steve Hauck, what, what are you saying, brother? Oh, Steve Hauck, this is great. Shorts and shoes for buyers is the standard. Reps are still uptight wearing ties. Well, dude, I'm going to bring ties. I may or may not wear them, but I'm definitely having tennis shoes on. So thank you, Steve. That's a great recommendation. Uh, and backs up everything Vanessa said. Uh, it's not easy. Um, on either side of the table when things aren't quite going the way we want them to go to have yeah. difficult conversations, but they're necessary. And just because a conversation is difficult does not mean that it can't be productive. It's going to be productive if it's handled well, because at the end, both companies will have clarity. Either there are things that they can do better to help each other and be better partners, or it's just not a fit and it needs to, and and that's very free and on both sides as well. Uh, you're free to pursue another vendor, and the vendor is free to pursue another account in the, in that area. So I think that is really huge. The other thing that I would say, one of the mistakes that I've seen some beginning buyers make. Is they have empty spaces in their schedule and they try to fill every one of them intentionally leave a couple spaces free. There's going to be something that somebody in your network says, Vanessa, you got to go see, uh, B1118, uh, bed and industries of America. They, they, they've got all kinds of stuff and, and you've got to go there. Of course, that's a shameless plug for my company. One of my companies <laughs> that. I, I'm proud to represent, but um, I was amazed years and years ago. Two top 100 uh, buyers that were both in Ohio that I both knew in front of me were giving recommendations to the other one about what they were finding that was hot in market, and I thought I didn't even know they talked. Like I would have assumed that they don't even know each other; they don't talk. But here, these are these mammoth competitors. They know each other, but they're still helping. One of the things that's unique about the mattress industry, listen, if you look hard enough, you'll find somebody who's not the greatest person in the world. But in general, we have great people in our industry. I mean, I absolutely adore the industry that I've been in for 41 years, Vanessa. So blessed and so lucky. I hear some of my buddies that I went to school with just They don't like anything about their industry. And I love our industry. The only only thing that I don't like about our industry is this tendency to follow each other around, even when we're following each other around with bad advice. Make sure, if you're going to copy somebody, that they're truly successful. They They just don't appear successful. So test every idea for yourself. Guy Danes, what do you got? No, this is Kyle Danes. You're using your dad's email. Okay, 100% agreed. The power of courageous conversations within yourself and with the people you work with. Ooh, Kyle, you put a little spin on that, and I like that. So yeah, you you know, Kyle, you're right. Uh, you really differentiated that. You have to have that difficult conversation with yourself first. And then you have to have it with the people that you work with. That's that's interesting. Um,
1: and, you know, Pete, I just want to touch a little bit on that as well. You know, we're intentional to work with our competitors. Um, and the reason that we do that, even the people who are selling McCroskey's um, across the nation right now, because if they represent the brand well, then they represent us if somebody who's selling other high-end pro- products represents the brand well, they represent our category well. Um, it is not unusual. As a matter of fact, I was just up in LA a couple of weeks ago. And when I went to LA, um, I won't say it, but it is a retailer. Who, um, I've known for a long time. They are in the luxury cap- category. They are a mat- They are a um, direct manufacturer. So they're direct to retail. And I'll go in there and I'll say, you know, I'm opening up this new store in August and I just toured a bunch of your stores while I was here this week. And I think it's really cool what you're doing. So I may not take the ideas that I see from them in general, but being friends with them and being friendly enough that I don't have to go in and secret shop and I let them know that I'm from across in San Francisco. and you know, I'm opening up a new store and I really like what you guys do. It opens up the salespeople to have conversations with me. I get to talk to ownership and we just get to talk about what business is like in general. So um, you know, when you look at competition competition, don't look at that in a negative way. Competition is your friend, right? We all help each other. We only succeed if others in our category are successful.
0: I wanna unpack that just a little bit more because I think it's really Big. Um, we can learn from everyone that we come into contact with. Normally, in a day, the problem is we often we're not we're not open to it. We see a competitor and we go enemy. Your competitors, to to Vanessa's point, they're not your enemies. You you should make them your friend. Uh, even in the local markets. There are things that they carry that you don't carry that you could send a customer to and vice versa. Um, The smartest retailers I know network with all retailers and they learn from them. And some of the best uh, buy-in groups are the ones that actually encourage masterminding together and learning from each other. So... Really embrace what Vanessa is saying here about com- competition. Um, there are retailers who are not direct competition that carry similar brands in other parts of the country that could give you one new display idea that changes your business in a very positive way. Or a if you're owner-to-owner and they are compensating their people differently um, and they've done something that's really working now, well, what is that thing and could I adopt portions of it or the entirety of it so there are so many ideas uh that you can get from your competitors that you really need to embrace what Vanessa is saying here um but you
1: also give them knowledge right I mean it's, right. it's an unusually beneficial
0: to be a giver be be a giver and you know That's the one thing I always get from you, Vanessa. You, you give, uh, you give of yourself, you give of your time, you give of your knowledge and you listen. And I think that's what makes a great owner. Uh, you, you know, the way you view your employees, the way you view your vendors and just like a side note as a, you know, I've either been a VP of sales, uh, a sales manager or a rep for 41 years. And when I hear you say that you want to get to know your reps better on a personal level, you want to do it just because you're a good person. But there's a business aspect to that too. So if it's ever a gray area and you consider your retail partner, your friend, on a personal level. It always goes to them. And so don't be so standoffish if you're a store owner with your reps and keep them at arm's length. Embrace them, bring them into your circle of influence and get to be friends with them. And you'll be amazed at the good things that happen. And don't do it just for that reason, do it for Vanessa's reasons, just to be a good person, just to be fully engaged. And if we're fully engaged with our employees, our vendors, and our customers, we have to win. We have to win because we know what's happening. Um, Guy Danes. Oh, no, it's Kyle Danes. I'm sorry. Competition is great. It keeps you on your game, keeps you growing. It keeps you alert to new ideas and new ways of doing things. Yep. hundred percent, Kyle. hundred percent. Thank you. Thank you for that comment. You had an idea, and then I blurted something out. I'm sorry.
1: What were you going to say? Yeah, you. Yeah, no, and it it, it totally went from my mind. I can't remember what it was, but it had something to do um, with the partnerships. There's just so many levels uh, of networking with people. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It was a joke, actually. One thing about the mattress industry, develop those relationships with your partnerships. Oh, I've never made that mistake myself, but I've seen people do it. This industry is so huge, and people know people more than you know. Don't badmouth somebody to somebody else because it welcomes you.
0: Yes. So
1: no. I will have to tell you that. If that you is, don't know them, they know somebody that knows you. Trust me. The only thing
0: better that we said all morning was tennis shoes. But that is huge, guys. It is huge. I'm going to tell you something about our industry. It is a small, incestuous industry. If you say something to somebody, I don't care if they swear on their mother or father's grave. It is going on the PA system as soon as that person's in their car. It's all Why? over the world in our industry. It's just, we have these little birdies that fly around and, uh, whatever you say, it better be positive. Because if it not if not, it's coming back to you and it it probably not coming back to you in a good in a way. good way.
1: Yeah no yeah I mean you can be negative and you can have difficult conversations just be respect. That's what I would say right be integral and be respectful in all of the relationships that you have again internally and externally just be integral.
0: So I want to dive into something a little bit more. you? Uh, are going forward, you're signing new leases, you're doing different things, you're really listening to your customers and to your employees more than ever. Mm. Where does this come from? That is not necessarily the normal reaction. I mean, I'm seeing some people just kind of really coasting and just kind of hoping that things are going to be okay. And I look at them and I say, listen, if that's going to be your attitude, close the store right now because it's not going to go well for you. You have to make business happen. You have to go out there and you have to make things happen. You have to lead your team. Your team seeing you do nothing, uh, they are not going to be engaged and they're going to be less than inspired and In times like this, we have to work harder, we have to be more creative, and we have to, as leaders, be more inspiring than ever. And it's the only way we get through difficult times with wins.
1: Well, it's another thing I say, right? You pay to play. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to pay to play in anything that you do. And pain could be pain with empathy, pain with emotion, pain with products, pain with who you are and who you represent in the industry. Is I, I think I do have to say something that's totally off mattress subject. Um, I developed that knack for being humble and learning from people when I was quite young. I actually spent more than 20 years in the human resources industry before I came into the mattress industry. And you know who I owe that to is my mom. Like my mom um, was a single mother and raised me all all of my years. And she just really taught me the value that nobody is different, that we all come from some sort of similar background at some point in life. And so I use that in my business again when I'm dealing with my customers, when I'm dealing with my employees, when I'm dealing with my vendors. Is, you know, we all have faults and we all have benefits in our lives. If you can be humble and empathetic and just understand that it's not always again about business. I mean, be interested in what, what people really have going on. Cause me too. I mean, I have a lot going on. Don't think that I just run this company and, um, you know, life is, is peachy and fuzzy. I've got a, a senior in high school. I've got 10 grandchildren. Um, I've got three. You know, I'm just. I've got a big family, and I I deal with a lot of stuff externally and internally. But empathy and and caring about people is something that's really important. And learn how to put others first. Be humble.
0: That's huge. That 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 is that is huge. Uh-huh. Um. So when you up oh, here, Steve, what you got? Steve Hauk says. Uh-huh. I think downtimes also provide opportunity to close weaker locations. Sometimes the most difficult thing to do is cut something loose that we have invested so much in. Yeah. That's, that's true.
1: Steve, that's actually a great point. So McCroskey actually had three retail stores at the beginning, um, of COVID. And there were, there was one store that we had in Palo Alto and one we had in San Rafael. It had nothing to do with COVID. But when COVID hit, everybody lost their mind. So one of the things that we did is we took a step back and looked at the stores and it goes, hmm. well, you know, they're all either breaking even or they're bringing a minimal contribution to the bottom line in these two stores. If I close down Palo Alto, I'm going to lose 30% of my business because that's 30% of my sales that are coming from there. And I had a much smaller number in San Rafael because it was opened up to be a pop-up store. So, um, I agree with you that what we decided to do is we decided to become more nimble and we said we're going to close down those stores. We're willing to lose that 30%. We're going to close down this other one. We're willing to lose the market share that we have there. And then let's just look at this from a long-term perspective over the next few years. And so that's why I'm going to a location that's close by here. So now the strategy is, I actually have plans to open um free retail stores here in Northern California within the next 18 months. So by the end of next year, I've already got my eyes on two other places, but I'm heavily in construction at this other place right now. But yeah, don't be afraid to look at your stores. And if they're not performing, not doing what you want... Close them down. We closed down Palo Alto. thought we'd lose 30%. Um, our business increased 55%. And everybody traveled to San Francisco because because I I truly believe they traveled to see us because of the way it did.
0: That's, uh, that, that's very true. Facebook user, I don't know who you are. Let me know who you are. But here she says, I'm not a suck-up sales guy. Okay, so I'm assuming you're a guy. Legitimate question, not that it matters, but what is a bigger accomplishment if you can only choose one? Working one's way up to becoming an owner and CEO in a male-dominant industry or becoming the leader of a recognized household name loaded with over a 100 years of storied history. This has to be Chris Tahaney because he is a huge Vanessa fan and yeah. You know, they're both huge. Uh and it is a male dominated industry. It really was uh years ago, and uh, it still is, sadly, and it shouldn't be, because uh we're we're missing the gold. Uh w-
1: and I actually have an answer to that. Number one, I'm honored to own her. Such to own such an established company here in the Bay Area. But I'm more honored to be accepted in a male-dominated industry. I'm a woman-owned business in San Francisco, in Northern California. Um, and I am showing things to other women that, that a lot of things are possible out there. This helps us to become stronger in what we do. We can do anything just like anybody else. And um, I admire, and most of my coaches and most of my mentors have been men, but I would say the best accomplishment is um, leading in a male-dominated industry as a woman-owned business um, and being a minority.
0: Hi, Vanessa. So nice to see you. You are the best and hope to see you in Vegas. I'm assuming that's you, Krista Haney, and Robert Mitzel. Rob, how are you? It's great to see you. Uh, Vanessa and Pete are two super genuine people. I met both years ago as I was a newbie to beds. They both had little reason to talk to me, let alone remember and take interest. The next time we, we met, listen up. Uh, Rob, you know what? It, it's a pleasure to give back. And all I'm doing is returning the favor of so many people that poured into me and my success. You know, when I, I talk about my book, Sell a Million, these aren't P Primo ideas. These are ideas from great retailers that I've been lucky and blessed to work with. That that's, that's what my entire career has been about, sharing success stories and helping my retailers succeed and just sharing what I've learned. But I'm sure Vanessa wants to answer this herself. Go ahead, Vanessa.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I I remember you, Robert, quite distinctly. Chris, if that was Chris that was on there as well. It was. Um, it was Chris. I remember actually, Robert, I believe that I, I approached you in the McCroskey showroom the first year that they opened up in Vegas. And you looked at me like, really? And I was like, yeah. I mean, I totally remember all of you guys when we did that mastermind, right? Um, again, you know, it's it's meeting the people along the way. If I reached out to you and I remembered you like that, then you meant something to me. And um, you already know you can reach out to me anytime via phone, text, email. Um, you see me at market, call me to the side. You have a question, I'm happy to answer it. And if you just want to say hi, I'm happy to do that as well. But it's a pleasure knowing all of you. Wow.
0: Rob, thank you, Chris. Thank you. I think we're going to get ready to wrap this up unless somebody has something else. Um, I cannot wait to see you in person in a few days. It's, I'm excited. uh, You know, I'm trying to remember Vanessa. I think we kind of met when I started blogging on my website and started posting some stuff on social media and we just kind of uh think about customers and employees and management a lot of the same ways and we kind of bonded over that and then we've both kind of followed each other through the years and it's absolutely just been an absolute pleasure. You know the
1: I have the, to thank Jeff Giovanco for that because I I do remember that the very first time I heard about you was through Jeff.
0: Through Jeff? Okay. Yeah. Jeff Janakovo, thank you very much, brother. And congratulations on the Eagles. Flying, but I have to say, the Niners, the Giants didn't look like themselves. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not trying to throw, throw uh, water on your parade there. Uh yeah, the Nassau Super
1: Bowl. what? Yeah, we're going. We're Nass- going to the Super Bowl. We're gonna there- watch the, We're gonna watch the Eagles fly away. <laughs>
0: are you gonna make a big? Uh, that, like Mattress, nobody no. makes big bets like Mattress mac That wasn't oh. saying. Nobody. Crazy. Well, he lost,
1: right? Uh,
0: I can't keep track of what Mattress Mac. Well, he is, went for Dallas.
1: So if the point spread had been good, I think he probably lost. I think he but, bet $2 uh, million.
0: Jeff, uh, Eagles look great. I don't know I what's do going to happen you. this weekend. Is it this weekend or next weekend?
1: The Eagles, it's this Sunday.
0: Okay. Well, I know you'll be in front of a... of uh, There'll be no shortage of large screen TVs in showrooms. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. So anybody that wants to reach out to Vanessa, she's available. Yeah. She's very busy, but she's available. She wants to give back just like I want to give back. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, Vanessa,
1: how do they reach out? Uh, they can reach me at Vanessa at com, Or, you know, I have no problem providing it. My cell phone number is 415 596 1905. You can reach me on Facebook, but I tend to do most of my personal stuff there. Um, even if you have questions about your teenagers that are in school that are driving you nuts, again, I'm a mother of five and a grandmother of 10. So if there's any way that I can help you, or if you just. Want to get to know somebody who really likes people, then just say
0: hi. That's awesome. So, Vanessa's number is 415-596-1905. You are welcome to call her. And all you have to say is, I was watching the P Primo show. I saw you, Vanessa. And you said uh, you had some advice for me with teenagers. And uh, I'll let you guys talk for the next few hours because... I, uh, I've, I've gone through it. And I'm going through it again. And, uh, there's a lot, a lot of moving parts there. I will see you at market, Vanessa. Thank you so much thank for you. being on my show. Uh, it's absolute pleasure to have you as a friend and, and be in our network. And thank you, Jeff Janakovo for introducing us. I didn't, I didn't know. Just shows you I'm a 62 year old pre Alzheimer's patient.
1: Can't wait to see you, Pete. And can't wait to see the rest of you. It'll be a great market. Awesome. Have a wonderful and fabulous week. We'll see you there. Go Niners. Go Niners.